Welcome to Bound by Books, a podcast of five authors across the genres talking about that one thing we're all bound by, books. Hi, Danielle. How are you today? I am good. So you are one of our hosts for this lovely podcast. Why don't you tell me uh, about what type of books that you write? Well, my name is Sherry Hayes, and um, I've been writing for about uh, 10 years. I have, um, I have books that are steamy, contemporary adult romance, and I also have books that are a little steamier than the steamy ones uh, and uh, have a little kink involved. So I do write uh, BDSM romance as well. Uh, how about you, Danielle? Why don't you tell uh, tell everyone what you uh, write? Sure. My name is Danielle Bannister, and I I write pretty much across the romance genres, um, but I also write in fantasy. I write in paranormal. I write short stories, but uh, I prefer a story that has a little bit of a romance thread to it. So I'm pretty pretty open to whatever genre, as long as there's some romance there. Gotta have that romance. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm single. I need to get the action where I can, even if it's in fiction. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. You got to have that sometimes. There's just nothing that beats that, you know, that feeling of just, you know, getting taken in by by a story, a good romance story and, you know, falling in love with the characters and just rooting like, yes, come on, get together, get together. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, you can create your perfect fictional boyfriend, right? Oh, you can course. give every element of what you find exciting and attractive and desirable, and you can create this fictional being that has to fall in love with your heroine. It's just, they have to. So it's not a bad gig. No, no. And you can place <laughs> it in any way that you want. I mean, you can have it set in... Tudor England, or you could have it set on a different planet. There's, there's, there's so much variety in the romance genre, which is why we, we love it. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about for, uh, for our listeners, uh, kind of how the five of us came along right now, where uh, Danielle and I are talking. Um, but this podcast is going to revolve around five authors. Um, and you'll be hearing from the other three uh, as the podcast episodes continue. Um, we're going to be talking about a variety of topics um, <laughs> from writing to reading, uh, some behind the scenes stuff. We're just kind of getting it all out there. Um, but we kind of have a unique story as to how we all kind of came together don't we we do <laughs> you know it's funny because the five of us authors we have we've never met in person I don't know as we necessarily even knew of each other just by author name or repute you know I don't think any of us had read anybody no, I think we I don't were think all any of sort us of did. complete sort of strangers and we were all enrolled in a marketing class and we all just decided to kind of meet weekly to just talk about this marketing class, what we were learning, how we could implement things. And we now 
we meet every week via Zoom, different states, different countries. I mean, we're, we're global, baby. Um, and we just talk to each other about, you know, this thing that we do, this, you know, how we are bound by books as a group. And so we, we thought to ourselves, selves, let's do a podcast. So <laughs> that's how we came yeah. to be. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we uh, our our group is very eclectic. It's uh, it's very yes. eclectic. We have we have uh, some we have an author that writes exclusively sweet historical romance. Yep. Uh, Danielle, she writes uh, like she said earlier, a variety of romance that goes all the way from sweet to not so sweet. Uh, then we have some that. Um, go for uh go for the more steamy side of things steam yes uh, <laughs> yeah steam 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 um and uh into the somewhere into uh the more erotic we've got some uh some people who write paranormal yep. uh sci-fi i mean we we really do span the uh the genre and steam spectrum um and so do. you will be learning a more diverse group you probably couldn't find. I mean, in no universe yeah, would we hard. probably come together normally and organically. So it's been really fun to sort of like read all of the stuff that you guys are writing to sort of get a feel for, your, you know, your writing styles and things like that. And just to like dive into that the world of writing is so huge and there are so many different, you know, niches and tropes and it's just been it's been a great eye-opening experience and we figured we have a lot to talk about in our meetings so why don't we talk about some of the stuff yeah. that, that we talk about from you know not only just an author standpoint but from a reader's standpoint I mean we're we're authors right. yeah but we're also readers and so we wanted to make this a podcast that could appeal to both writers and readers Right, exactly. Speaking of being an author, yes. what actually led you to write your first book, Danielle? Oh, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I'm going to be so like labeled and like eye rolled and people are just going to be like, oh, really? Um, but yeah, I'm going to be the basic sort of author and say the Twilight Saga. <laughs> That is literally. <laughs> see, you're laughing at me. You're laughing at me. Um, uh, it's not. No, because fault. you're. When you find out mine, you're gonna. You're actually gonna find it funny. But go ahead. <laughs> explain. How did the Twilight Saga lead you to your first well, book? You know, here's the thing. My ex-husband actually uh brought home the movie one one night from from you know when netflix used to mail you cds remember that remember when that was a thing you'd get a dvd in the mail and he thought this might be a movie that i would enjoy he was correct i did enjoy the movie <laughs> quite a lot and uh it was only after watching the movie did i find out that they were books because i lived under a rock i did not read a lot of books at that point, I was a mom with two kids in diapers. I didn't have time to read books. I barely had time to take a shower. You know, it, it, 
So uh, when I found out there were books, I sort of devoured them. And my children probably did not get the best care during those <laughs> books. I might have thrown Cheerios at them and say, have that. I'm going to read. <laughs> no, it Take was care of yourself for a while. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a great sort of escapism because at that point and it, you know, when when the kids are so little like that and, you know, I was breastfeeding and there was just my only identity was mom. I didn't have any other identity outside of being a mom and opening up a book and then escaping into a different world where I didn't have to think about me and those responsibilities was so good for my mental health. And I had no idea because I hadn't been reading. So it, it not only opened my eyes to, to writing, but also to reading that 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 form of escapism is actually quite a healthy thing. And so once I finished reading the, the last Breaking Dawn book, I saw that on the back jacket, there was a picture of her and she had like three kids. And I'm like, and a little one, one was little. And I'm like, wait a minute. She can write and have kids. And so I thought, well, you know, since I can't perform a lot because theater was sort of my my thing, you can't really do a lot of theater while you're breastfeeding and with little kids. It's just it's not it's not fair to do to your other castmates and stuff. So yeah. I, I didn't have that creative outlet either. You know, I didn't have that normal mm. creative outlet. So I sort of meshed my sort of love of, of theater and plays and my need for escapism into writing and that's sort of that is sort of my beginnings it's embarrassing but that's how it came to be now please save me from myself and tell me that yours is more embarrassing than mine I don't know if mine's more embarrassing but it might actually be more in line with yours than you think oh okay okay so I have to kind of back up to before my first published novel because I was watching this TV show with my husband um, called Prison Break. And <laughs> I don't know as I've ever was, seen it. I've, I've, I know I've heard the title, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, it was uh, it was very action adventure type show, but it had a love story in it. Uh, the main character and the prison doctor. It was just things. Well, the um, the writers in Hollywood decided that in their infinite wisdom mm -hmm. that when the uh, the actress uh, got pregnant that they didn't know what to do with her so they decided they would kill her off oh. as one does <laughs> yes. yes I'm like why no so of course, the fandom that was for the show had a complete meltdown because everybody was so invested, especially the women viewers, were so invested in this romance between these two characters. So fan fiction began popping up. And I read some of it and I liked some of it, but some of it just didn't. Nothing was out there that really I felt did these characters justice. So a couple of friends of mine in the fandom convinced me to write a fan fiction to give them their happily ever after. Now, fast forward this for about a year, and I discovered Twilight. <laughs> Yay! 
And so my first fan fiction was done. It had actually got pretty good response from the fandom. It was really, it was read by a lot of people and they really liked it. And now I'm like, okay, I really am liking Twilight. So I decided to try my hand at Twilight fan fiction. Did you right? really? Oh, I need I to read did. that. Do you still have it? I need to read it. Yes, I Just do. Saying. It's still up on fanfiction.net. I, will, I so want you it. Can still read it. <laughs> and uh, and so I wrote um, I wrote several stories, fan fiction stories, um, under the Twilight fandom. And <clears throat> meanwhile, in the background, I was actually working on uh, another story that I was hoping that maybe I would look into having published uh, somewhere down the road. I wasn't seriously, you know, pursuing it, but it was there and I was, I had it. And then one day I got it, I got a message in my inbox and it was from someone who was also part of the fandom, the, the Twilight fandom. And they said, Hey, we, we've started a, a small publishing house and we are currently looking for authors and we've read some of your Twilight fan fiction. Do you happen to have anything that you would be interested in submitting for publication? Nice. So I said, nice. sure. And I sent it in. And uh, about two weeks after I sent it in, they offered me a contract. So the rest, as they say, is history on that regard. <laughs> See, we have a lot in common. Crazy. See, and we did not know that about each other. That podcast. No, we did not. We haven't talked about that. Yes, so yes. okay, so that was that was your first one. That that you that must have been starting one. about the same time as I have. So how many books have you written since that that fan fiction birthed these stories into your brain? How many how many do you have out now? You know, that's a good question. That's <laughs> I why I asked the other it. day, and I'm trying to think. <laughs> I know I. I think that I'm around 19 if you include uh, the short stories in the well, novellas. So I, to I include think them. I'm up around 19. Of course you have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still have to do all the work and the editing and all that Absolutely. kind of stuff. So yeah, Absolutely. I, think, I, think I'm at I think I'm at 19. Right. So yeah, you've got quite a few too. I am not, I'm not at 19. I think you've been publishing about the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm only <laughs> at 16. So give me time. Well, I'll get there. Yeah, but you don't. Do you do you have any novellas or novelettes or is it, is it all mostly novels? No, one novella and one collection of short stories, but the rest are novels. So, so oh, that's almost oh, like yeah, 19. that's probably the difference. Right, right. Hey, you're almost there. Yeah, I was going to say by the time you because I mine are kind of like I have one novella and then three short stories. So you know that's four right there. And, right. you know, you only got the two, but they're combined to combine. So, hey, yeah, you're right there on top of it with me. You know, I never <laughs> thought I was going to write more than you're one. So <laughs> the fact that there's more. Yeah, it really, it really is a great creative outlet, though. Uh -huh. That's the thing. I mean, you really, it really does give you that. Because, I mean, because if you're, if you're ticked off at somebody, there is nothing better than figuring out a way to murder you know, them. either have a ha murder them or have the crap be bad beat out of them on uh, on on the page or yeah, something like that yeah, i mean yeah. it is 
It's starting, man. It's cheaper than it therapy. It's Cheaper than therapy. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> now, when was your first book published? Um, I published it in 2011, but it took me like three years to sort of get up the courage to write it and figure out what I was supposed to do with it. And, you know, that sort of like whole that self-doubt thing. And, uh, you know, of course... Okay that's the one that you hate the most is usually your first one, right? <laughs> it's, it's the one where you're still figuring out how to do this. Thing. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yes. I think I wrote I, a story, but maybe I didn't. Thing. And it's like, what do I do with it? And how, and it, it, there's just so much of a learning curve when oh you God, first publish. So like my first book, my first book published December of 2010. So we really are yeah, like right are. on the heels of each other. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it, it was, it, it was definitely a learning curve. Uh -huh. And by the time you, by the time I, uh, by the time I got my rights back to that story, um, I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, I got to republish this. I'm like, you know, I really, you know, I've learned so much as a writer between then and now. I'm like, um, I think I'm going to rewrite all this. So I ended up actually rewriting the whole, nice. my whole first novel and uh, just changed the point of views up because I was, you talk about head hopping. Oh, yeah. Head, I, oh. I hear you. Yeah. So many, so many mistakes. I, so many. I was. Oh, yeah, uh, I can't yeah, I can't go back and reread my first one. I've tried a few times thinking maybe if I rework it a little bit or I and I can't because I just want to delete the whole thing and never see it again. And it's, it's hard <laughs> because I have, you know, a fan base that really enjoys these books, but mm -hmm. I can only see the flaws in it from where I am now, but they, they have a different experience. So I'm trying to just sort of divorce myself from my expectations of that book and what the readers pick up from that book, because they take something yeah. completely different than I'm trying to force onto it. So I'm, I'm trying to say, you know what, that's that baby. <laughs> and I'm going to work yeah. on and, you know, you can take yeah. it or leave it. And there's 16 other books that you can paw through if you don't like that one, you know, so. Yeah, yeah I would say, I would say my, it, that kind of goes along with the, the big issue I have now as a reader that I didn't have before I started writing. When I started writing, I was so, I can, I can get caught up in a story and ignore a lot of the, like the editing and formatting and issues that, that come along with it before I started writing. Sure. Now it's like after having edited so many books, mm -hmm. and painstakingly format them, and yes, yeah. but you hear your editor's voice in your head. You're you're reading something, and you're like, it's like, no, 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 no. That's supposed to be over here. No, that doesn't <laughs> sound right. No, that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. crazy yeah. how your 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 viewpoint as a reader completely changes. It does it does but you know there is something you can learn something from that too you can go okay so now I know after reading this I've got to make sure that I'm doing better and that I'm you know mm -hmm. there's a reason why I'm doing this it's not just 
because that's the way things are done, it takes you out of the experience as a reader if you don't have those things in place. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. But you know what? It is a lot easier now for for if you were just starting to write now. It is a lot easier now because platforms like Amazon and stuff, they have templates now that they didn't have (laughs) back when we started. We had to figure this out all on our own. And it's crazy. There's software now that can do your formatting for you. I still do it old school because I don't know why. I just, it feels like that's a part of the process. It's, it's It's like the birth part, you know, it's the worst part that you'd have to birth it. You have to get it out. And the formatting is like labor. Yeah, I, I am so not a tech savvy person. So I mean, when it when I was when I was told that I there was some software that I could get that wasn't uber expensive that I could just I mean, upload my book to and do it, I was like, heck yeah! Well, yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I had it. I had a template of somebody who knew how to do it, and they basically said, "This is how you do it." So I didn't figure it out. I was told. <laughs> It's, it's, I'm not that tech savvy. I could just follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you had somebody that was gonna, you know, that was willing to show you and have the template because, yeah, oh, yeah. It, formatting is a whole beast in and it of itself. Really and, is. Wow, and it it takes a lot of time to get it right. It um and um, there's a it's a lot of back end stuff that I I I really readers don't think of when they go to read a book and it can make and it's so important because it can make or break a reader experience it can you know if if something if the formatting is completely off and you've got words that are cut in half that are you know thrown into new paragraphs or, or you know or something equally as funky yeah it, it really can throw off the reader experience yeah. and then the last thing you want is for your readers to be pulled out of your story yeah because of something like the formatting's off you want them right. to you know fall in love with your characters and your yeah. story and get lost in the experience like you did when you found twilight exactly <laughs> and, and to be fair and i think anybody who is a twilight fan will tell you it's not the best written book in the planet It's not. I mean, it's not. Mm -hmm. But the storytelling aspect was so strong and that escapism was so strong that you were forgiving of some of those things that would otherwise make you roll your eyes because you were invested in the characters. So that was, a, a, I think, a good one for me to start in, in terms of character development. And and then other books I, I, I read for sort of this is the proper way to write, or this is the the better way to write. So I think there's something you can learn something from a really good book and there's stuff you can learn from a really bad book. So, I mean, I think you have to, you have to read a lot if you want to write. I mean, they're not, not to, not to quote Stephen King, but you have to read a lot of write a lot. There are no shortcuts. I mean, that's what he says. And and it's true. I mean, it it is. How do you feel about, yeah, how do you feel about reading in your genre? Because I know like some authors do not, yeah. like they won't read in the genre that they write because they're afraid that they'll 
you know, pick up on right. storylines right. or phrasing or what, what have right. you. Right. Um, I know I, I read almost exclusively in my genre just because I read what I like, you know, I write what I like to read. Right. Um, and I, you know, I've never had a problem with it, you know, bleeding over per se into my writing. Right. But what about you? Well, yeah, you, you have to read in your own genre, I think, because otherwise, how are you going to know that you are satisfying the genre requirements? If you're writing a, rom- a romance and there is no happily ever after, you're not writing romance, right? So you have to know what exactly. the genre expectations are. And if you don't know them because you don't read them, then you're not doing what you need to do for your reader. Um, so you absolutely have to, to, to do that. I mean, hands down, you have to. It's a, a necessary, you can read other genres as well, but you should absolutely be reading within your genre because let's face it, there are no original ideas. The ideas of stories, we've told them all. The only thing that makes it different mm-hmm. is your telling of that story you telling this story is what makes it original. So don't worry about stealing other ideas. Your perspective on the story is going to be different than anybody else's. Right, exactly. You have to kind of, you have to kind of take and let your imagination go, go with it. Speaking of which, are you a, you, I believe are a plotter to like the degree. (laughs) I've seen your notebook. I, I do. And I am the complete opposite. <laughs> I do. I do a little bit of both. I started off my career as a pantser because I didn't understand that you could outline. And then I would spend a, such a long time on second drafts because I have a tendency to meander and like go all over mm-hmm. the place. And so an outline sort of helped me go, oh, here's the road. <laughs> Let's stay on it. <laughs> Um, and it made like cleanup and it later drafts easier because I was following a road. That said, I don't map out every idea before I sit down to write. I just know the bullet points of roughly what a story needs to be a good story because there's mm. there's a certain number of things that need to happen. You know, you you have to have that inciting incident, that thing that changes the character's norm. And, you know, there's a, a B character, you know, so there's there's certain things that happen in, in any story, really. I mean, you can shift the the way things are, but you have to sort of know how it works before you can shift it. Um, so I just have like a, a basically a, a, an outline beside me when I write of of plot point ideas like enter the catalyst now, or this is where your antagonist shows up. And then I go, oh, okay, in this chapter, we need to make sure that we're writing the antagonist. Okay. And then I go. So it's, I'm sort of like a hybrid in that way. So I, mm. <laughs> I mish two of them together, but I can certainly yeah. sit down and pants as well, but I'll meander if I do. <laughs> yeah, I actually ran into an author years ago at a uh, book event. And she I, I honestly, as a pantser myself, I was just blown away by how much she outlined. I mean, she outlined everything. Yeah. I mean, every little scene and, yeah. and nuance within that scene. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, how in the world, first of all, did you keep all that straight? <laughs> and also, I'm like, I mean, cause she's like talking about having like all this stuff, like all these papers and posted notes and everything like laid out all over her her office yeah. floor and 
I'm like, oh well, my goodness. Well, if you think about was... it, like at any oh. big, huge saga or sweeping thing, and there are lots of characters, you probably have to do that. If you're if you're doing like a seven, eight, nine book series or something like that, there's a lot of information you have to hold on to. And there's an arc that you have to go from book one to wherever it ends. So you have to make sure that you're you're still following that arc. So with books like you know the Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or things like that, they they have they must have had some form of outlining because the, to have the stars wow. align and <laughs> and have everything make sense, it, it's hard hard yeah. pressed. Um, and, yeah, and I, I think I think that yeah, I think that happens a lot more in like paranormal and fantasy type books than it does in contemporary yeah. because you have. You have so much more world building absolutely in those yeah. books than yeah. you do in the contemporary because the t- contemporary world already exists. Correct. So you don't Correct. really have to world build. You right. don't have to remember what the politics are of your thing. It's <laughs> or, true. You know, what magical spell <laughs> does this or that? Yeah, yeah. There's a reason <laughs> that I write contemporary because it's a lot harder to write in other. I mean, I do write uh, occasional fantasy, but I, it's not my favorite because it is so much harder because of the world building. It's just so much harder. I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I I want to get lost in the story. I want to, you know, I want to get I want to get lost in the story as much as my readers. Yeah. Because to me, if I'm not if I'm not feeling it, if I'm not right there, you know, feeling the words as they're being put on the page, I just don't feel like my reader is going to feel that either. Because, yeah. you, you, you know, as a writer, as like, I, I need to feel that connection and that passion for what I'm putting on the page. Um, and I really think that does translate. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. I, you know, it, it really does make a difference. So... What are you working on right now? Oh, yes. Um, I'm working on several things at once because I, I tend, I, I, I can't, I can't just do one thing. I used to do that, but now, but then I would work on one thing and then it would take me a year to do the thing. And then I'd release the thing and then I'd have to start at a year and then it would take me another year to do the thing. So I, I, my releases were so far apart because I was only working on one thing. Now I, you know, I'll have a first draft of one project and then a second draft of another project and maybe the fourth draft on another project. And so they're all sort of moving along the release plan schedule yeah so like a few days a week Mm -hmm. I'll work on you know draft one of uh, a young adult book that I'm writing a duet for and you know two days a week maybe I'm gonna write the second draft of a sexy novella that I'm working on and then (laughs) and then maybe I'll I'll spend the weekend working on a, a a a sequel to my short stories collection, you know, so I try to break it up so that I have several different projects going at one. And it also starves off getting bored from being stuck in the thing. It, it, it allows me to come in fresh so that I'm not sort of mm. bored in some way. So it's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm good. You know, no, what about no. you? Yeah. Well, I, what, I don't have to really worry about the getting bored when I'm writing because I am a complete and total pantser. I outline nothing at all. I sit There's down with an idea and nothing I start writing. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it totally is like, you know, having this television show playing in my head or movie playing in my head. And um, I just go with it. So I never know. 
I usually know maybe a page in advance what my characters are going to do. Nice. <laughs> That's about the whole of it. You might, you might um, be a but, good one to write episodic stuff then. If your brain is like constantly able to, to cycle new things, you might actually be a good episodic writer. Maybe. I, I mean, I used to, I mean, I mean, I basically used to do that with fan fiction. Right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, it's possible. I, I just don't know if I, with, uh, with the new Kendall Vela thing, I don't know if I could stick to the, um, the shorterness because they only want things that are like 500 to 1500 words. And I'm like, I don't know. Authors are wordy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, my chapters are usually about 3,000 words long. So you're basically asking me to a minimum cut it in half. Yeah. And still have it, you know, basically end with like almost like a cliffhanger each, you know, at the end of each 1,500 words. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that route or not. I mean, stick with the, my, my full-length novels because I do like to kind of flesh things out more. But right now, I am currently working on uh, a novel in my uh, Serpent's Kiss series, nice. which is one of my BDSM series. So it is going to be an erotic romance, oh. and it is a it is a brother's best friend. Oh, so, that's gonna be uh, dangerous. Yeah, they they've <laughs> they've been crushing on each other for about seventeen years, uh, and um, sparks are gonna fly. Steaming up a little bit over there. Yes, 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 yes. So can't wait for that. Uh, I'm, I'm about 15,000 words into that. So nice. it's got a ways to go. But, uh, Gotta but start somewhere. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting interesting in, it, in there. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I think we're probably about out of time for today. Yeah, I think we are. Um, yeah. It's amazing how time flies when you're chit-chatting over here. Yes. We're chatty. (laughs) Oh, oh, we are. Well, hopefully you've all enjoyed uh, this episode of Bound by Books. Uh, We will be posting an episode once a week. So I hope you uh, will tune in next time to see uh, what fun stuff that will be talked about. Uh, you will be you will be joined by two new hosts next week. The ho- our hosts will be rotating the five of us, uh, so you'll get a new perspective um, on uh, some of the same similar topics, and uh, we'll be talking about all sorts of things like uh, like Daniel said at the beginning, books uh, from a writer's perspective, a reader's perspective, some behind the scenes things, and. Uh, may even get some glimpses in uh into some of our uh our works in progress uh with uh, with some excerpts down the road um so yes yes you never know what you're going to come with come up with when uh when we on these podcasts so i hope you all join us next time and uh danielle why don't you if you could uh give everybody your uh, website if they would like to check out any of your books Danielle Bannister at WordPress.com. And you? Right. And if you like and if you'd like to check out any of my books, I am at SherryHayesAuthor.com. So I hope you will all join us next time. And um, until then, stay bound by books. Mm-hmm.